am your host, Scott Davis. Oh no, there goes the planet. <laughs> Jason Hickey. How are you doing today, Scott? Not bad, not bad. With that, we are going to be doing Spaceballs. I am I am looking forward to it. Yeah. It's always fun to talk about Spaceballs. Oh, I think I was actually, I was um, I was working at a company in Massachusetts. That's why like, we don't work together. And we were ta- I was talking to a bunch of other people. And at this point, like, yeah, I'm an older guy. So I'm not going to deny that. And Spaceballs is an older movie. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, this is the best comedy movie. Like, no, this is the best comedy movie. He's like, you're all wrong. <laughs> the best comedy movie is Spaceballs. It's got drama. It's got excitement. It's got product placement all in the middle of it. It is amazing. It is the best comedy movie ever. And, like, you come up with, with something, and I would tell you why it's wrong and why Spaceballs is better. I, honestly, the, the case can be made. It's a Mel Brooks movie, 100% better than anything else you get right there. <laughs> Uh, that, that does definitely give it a couple extra points. It does. It does. And I think this is peak Mel Brooks, too. Yeah. But I think after this, he kind of... I don't think he did... He only did a few movies after this. Yeah, he did, he did like, uh, Life Stinks, and he did... Um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood and in Tights. But yeah, Spaceballs is... <sighs> It's like prior to this, it was like History of the Robot 1. That was like, oh, great, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the producers. Okay. But next to this, it's only like Young Frankenstein is like, or Frankenstein. <laughs> Are you leaving out Blazing Saddles? I am leaving out Blazing Saddles only for the racism part. Okay. You got to look at the elephant in the room, though. It was actually making there fun is, of racism. I was going to say, there's racism in all of Mel Brooks' movies, but he uses it to completely make fun of racism. Yes. I mean, you would need being, being the fact both that the hands whole, the, and the both... whole thing in the whole movie. It's like the very beginning of the movie. You get, you get sheriff is a ding. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you would need both hands and both feet to count how many Jewish jokes he makes in each of his movies. Oh, but I approve of that because he's also Jewish. Exactly. He uses racism to make fun of stupid racist people. Yeah. Now, granted, nowadays, it doesn't go over the greatest because people, a lot of people just... Don't understand it. They've forgotten about nuance. Yeah. And they've also forgotten that comedy is supposed to be about pushing buttons. And push buttons... Spaceballs does. Is, yes. That is that is something Mel Brooks can do. Now, it's... You, you have him making fun of you know, Jewish people and also the fact that with the Druze, the, 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 oh, yeah. the Druish princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's so in your face. And yeah. Spaceballs is a key movie to watch for anyone that wants to watch a good comedy. Yeah. But it is even ten times funnier if you actually watch some of the previous key material. Yes, and that is that is a hundred percent true. That and the thing is, I think I find that's true with a lot of parodies when they're mm. when they're parodying something specific. Because when you look at some of his earlier movies, he makes he made a lot of comedies. He didn't necessarily make parodies. Yes, even Young Frank, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, <laughs> Frankenstein. That's not a parody. It's a comedic take on the movie on the store on the book on on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes, but this is a this is a straight up parody of. Of science fiction movies mm-hmm. mainly star wars and aliens well yeah there's there's a little bit of alien in there there's a little bit of star trek in there yeah uh, there, there's a little bit of planet of the apes in there yeah it's largely i would say it's probably 75 to 80 percent star wars being the fact that your main villain is dark helmet yes which is just an oversized darth vader helmet yes <laughs> And, and in, instead of Emperor Palpatine, you have President Scroob. Hail Scroob! <laughs> and, and you have uh, Lone Star, who's 
basically a mashup of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yep, and then you have Barf! Played by just John Candy. The immortal John Candy. Yes. I wish he was immortal because then he'd still be with us. I know. Joan Rivers as a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a prudish robot? Yes. That has a sex alarm. Yes. <laughs> virgin alarm! Virgin alarm! <laughs> it's great! So the story is a comedy, as we've already said. It is the story of the Spaceballs. It's the, that's the name of the people. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they actually, they, they're running out of air on their home planet. Yes. And so they have to have canned air or peri air. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually are going to go and steal the air of some other planet. Yes. The planet Druidia. Yes. Yes, all these names are horrible. We understand. <laughs> this is the comedy. Okay. Though. You got to remember that. There is one thing Mel Brooks is not, and that is subtle. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. His comedy is a hammer to the face. Yes. So, there's, you know, the princess, she, as we already said, she was a Druish princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was about to get married to Prince Valium. Aptly named. Who is, you know, wants to fall asleep all point <laughs> of time. And she doesn't want to marry Prince Valium, so she runs away at the wedding. In, in, yes, in, and, her, in her Mercedes. In her Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> and the king, uh, he calls Lone Star. Yes. Lone Star, played by Bill Pullman, is... Kind of a, how can you put this? He's a white trash bum who lives in his Winnebago with his best friend slash pet, Barf. Yes. Who is half man, half dog. He's a mug. <laughs> He's his own best friend. Uh-huh. I think one of the one of my favorite things is, it's the most obvious joke in the world, and it's the gangster. Oh, Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Basically, just a... Bosh, you're delicious. Vaguely humanoid <laughs> shape. Of a pizza that talks yep. and has the most grotesque and It's tongue. being voiced by Dom DeLuise. Okay. I, I didn't actually know that, but thinking back to the dialogue and listening, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. I bring him up because we've mentioned him in the past before. Yes, because Scott loves Dom DeLuise. I do. I do. <laughs> I, it, it's a dumb gag. It is. But, but you, it you, never... you have a robot actually sitting next to him, and he's eating pieces of Pizza the Hut, yes. saying, Boz, you're delicious. It. it, it it never ceases. It, it never fails to make me smile. <laughs> so, following the, the Star Wars formula, Lone Star is in with a lot of money to Pizza the Hut. So he's gonna do. He's gonna help the king for a ton of money to go help the princess. Not just a ton of money. Crap, ton of money. Yes. <laughs> One million space bucks. <laughs> That's a crap ton of money. Yes. So the princess in her Mercedes starts to fly away. The space balls, they find her uh, her Mercedes, get her into a tractor beam. Lone Star sees it, and he's like, we need to... We need to jam, the, jam their signal. Yes. And how do they jam their signal, Jason? Quite literally. They throw a jar of jam on the receiver. And we have... Um, he is the best voice like, like noisemaker. Uh, and uh, you saw this in Police Academy movies and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he was very popular in the Police Academy yeah. movies. Michael Winslow. I actually saw him live. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in college, he came to my campus and very cool. He, he did a you know stand up bit live. And yeah, <laughs> so we had Michael <laughs> Winslow. So Michael Winslow is going beep 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 beep. Just the most ridiculous thing in the world. And it's it's just it's great. 
Yeah. And then you have Dark Helmet, who's being played by Rick Moranis. He takes his finger, swipes it across the screen, licks it. He's like, jam! We've been jammed! And it's raspberry! Yes. Only one! Uh... <laughs> And this this all happens right before he actually gets hit with the camera and falls down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I could go over this movie. Scene for scene? Scene for scene. I have watched this movie, I want to say, more than any other movie I've ever watched in my life. That's impressive. I don't know. It's probably up there for me because I. it's so easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, it came out in 1984. I think 87 so this movie came out in 1987 I was nine years old when this movie came out okay you're an old man Scott I know but I I remember going to the theater seeing this movie it does have salty language in it a little bit okay it's PG-13 it's not terrible. but I did see it and I came out and me and my friends were all you know running around <laughs> <laughs> you know with the with the great line of I'm surrounded by <laughs> uh so again great scene of the movie yes so i mean that's just the very beginning of the movie this movie is i don't know if we can really get into in depth of everything of the movie but you have you you go from you go from the capture of the uh, the princess where then you have the rescue with them uh, like mm-hmm. the Han, like luke skywalker and han solo did uh and then uh but then you also have them escaping to desert planet yep where they meet a Yoda-like figure who's also being played by Mel Brooks <laughs> on his knees <laughs> to show that he's short. Uh, and this is be- this is yogurt, not Yoda, yogurt. Right. <laughs> and the best thing, this is this is probably one of the most Jewish characters that Mel Brooks has ever played. Stereotypical Jewish. Stereotypical yes. Jewish characters. Yes. Even more so than the role he plays in Men in Tights. Okay. Yes. Well, no, well, no, because in, in the Men in Tights, he actually was playing a rabbi. Yeah, but I think that the yogurt is much more stereotypical. <laughs> like poking fun at the stereotype of Jewish people. Yes. Well, it's also the fact that he had the Spaceballs merchandise. Yes. With the Spaceballs, you know, commemorative plates, the Spaceballs, uh-huh. you know, apron, the Spaceballs flamethrower. <laughs> Kids love this thing. <laughs> I actually read. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. I didn't look into it because honestly, it's not that important. I read something that said that he was allowed to parody Star Wars mm-hmm. under the condition that he made no merchandise because that, that's where George Lucas makes his money is merchandise. Yes. And so it, he did not make merchandise to sell for this movie, but he made merchandise inside of the movie to poke fun at the merchandising of. No, that's the exactly movie. that's exactly what it was. They said that he could make any, he could do anything he wants about making fun of Star Wars, even making fun of the merchandising, but he couldn't make any merchandising, which is the movie pretty genius <laughs> yeah and so he didn't make any more merchandising because he otherwise he would have sold yeah uh, well i mean he, he he did he just didn't sell it because yeah. it was used in the movie exactly because spaceballs <laughs> the coloring book spaceballs the lunchbox yes and the one thing you learn there is you learn of the schwartz and they even say in the movie, the Force? No, 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 no. The Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> I think that just about every joke that could be made about Star Wars is made in this movie. And every joke landed. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's not one joke in there that I thought was, eh. I laughed at this movie. And yes, it's nostalgia for me because I see I saw it when I was nine. Yeah. Um, well, I, I probably saw it when I was ten or eleven. Yeah. 
But it's still, this, as a fan of Star Wars, as a fan of sci-fi in general, this is a movie that you have to watch to get the lighter side of things. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the other, yes. Because I also, I love Star Wars. I love Alien. Mm-hmm. We all know I love Star Trek. Being able to laugh when these things are made fun of, you need to be able to do it. <laughs> don't, don't take yourself so seriously. Watch something that makes fun of something you love and enjoy it for what it is. Yes. I mean. This movie is not malicious in its in its comedy. Not, not at all. Like, there's some things that make fun of Star Wars or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just malicious and it's mean-spirited. Yes. This movie is not that. This is a comedic homage. Yes. Is, is really what it is. I mean, especially it's like when you're in the diner scene and you have the alien pumping <laughs> out of, it's the same guy, too. Yep. It's John Hurt. So it, it, it's, Jan, it's John Hurt. John Hurt actually is in this movie. Uh, he, from Alien, he has another alien popping out of his stomach. And he says, oh, no, not again. Yes. <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. And, and, then, and then the alien, you know, after he gets out, he doesn't start killing anyone. He just starts singing show tunes. Sing, singing, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> yes, because With a tux and top hat. He's going to take the things that were in those movies and he's going to make them completely ridiculous. It's awesome. And it, it doesn't take away from those movies at all. The, the scene in Alien is still horrifying. Yes. But it's hilarious in this context. It really is. Especially because there's, there's a little side door that he can just go right into. Meaning this happens all the time. Right. And okay, and look at the Star Trek reference they use. When they beam him from his office to the command center and they put his head on backwards and 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 is literally just walking out the door he just yes yeah. <laughs> walk out the door and, and and they have their their scottish engineer in a kilt i mean yeah yes it is hilarious we're actually we're just like picking and, and, and prodding at pieces in the movie yeah because I, I we can't do this in chronological order on the movie because it is just we'd literally be sitting here for an hour and a half going by it through it scene by scene yes which we were almost starting to do i was like no i can't do that. yeah <laughs> gotta pump the brakes on that <laughs> it is just it's such a good movie and i love mel brooks in entirety like you give me a mel brooks movie i'll say it's good you need to watch it even <laughs> even, even a movie like life stinks it's good you still need to watch it i my, my mel brooks viewing is incomplete but I've I've seen a fair share of them and all of them have made me laugh. Yeah, I I, I do have to say my top three are Spaceballs, okay, History of the World Part One, Young Frankenstein. In the top five, rounding out, you have uh, Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. and then you have Robin Hood Men in Tights. Men in Tights is a good one. It is, and I, I mean he he even had, like to be a not to be. You get plenty of time. Yeah, let's go through it. To to be a not to be uh, is a good movie and. This is the one thing I do want to say is though at the very end of History Roll Part One, mm-hmm. there's a there, there there's a little trailer for History Roll Part Two, <laughs> where they they show like little snippets of, of different things, and one of them is Hitler on ice, another one is Jews in space, <laughs> another one is a Viking funeral, and I have always stated, and I don't I do not know if this is true or not, all right, but this is something I've always said is Hitler on ice is to be or not to be. Okay. Jews in space is Spaceballs. <laughs> and the Viking funeral is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Okay. So he never officially made a history of part two, but I've always stated he's taken the concepts of that and expanded it to these other movies. Yeah. Now, these other movies, we're now going to talk about Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. I Now, okay. This is a pure ripoff of 
Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 100%. And they even make fun of the name of Prince of Thieves in the movie. Yes. It does bring in some of the other Robin Hood mythos in that this one actually has Prince John mm-hmm. and um, Prince of Thieves did not. No. But in honestly, it's obvious that they're making fun of that in the beginning because it starts off just like that one did with in the, Jerusalem, with... <laughs> except it's ridiculous. Yes. And then it also starts off with they're in a, a small village and then fire, uh, fire arrows start to go at the village. And it's like, why are you always shooting fire arrows at us? You're always <laughs> burning our village now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think... And all right, I enjoy Robin Hood Men. Uh, well, here, here's, some, here, here's, some, here's something I, I do have to have to say though. Go. Robin Hood Men in Tights. You get the introduction of Dave Chappelle. Was that his introduction? This is one of his first roles. Okay. Um, he was, you know, he was a stand-up comedian before that. And he, you know, so he did some stand-up, but this is like one of his first major, you know, movie roles where he was. Like an actual act, act character, not just a background character. Exactly. Well, I mean, he, he did you know some you know a couple of other things, but if if you're looking at it on IMDb, he is it is his second role on IMDb. His oh. first role is technically an uncredited role in something called The End of August. Oh, jeez. So Robert Hood Men in Tights is his first and is is his actual introduction in the movies, and he is playing a character named Achoo. <laughs> Good bless you. No, his name. His name is Achu. The, the the there's a couple of characters in this that have names that sound like other things, and they constantly joke about it. Yes, like and Blinken. Almost every one of them land. Yes, Blinken. Yes. Hey, Blinken. Hey, Blinken. Where's he? <laughs> yeah. I think what makes the Dave Chappelle thing in this even better is the fact that in Prince of Thieves, it's Morgan Freeman. Yes. One of the better actors, probably top five that's still alive. Uh Uh-huh. And you're parodying him with Dave Chappelle. Yes. But, I mean, the thing is, like, people didn't really realize who Dave Chappelle was at the time because this is his first role. Right, right. Yes, but it's still, it's it's classic Dave Chappelle-style comedy. It's... Yes. We have, you know, everyone else is wearing, like, uh, you know, the little pointed hats and stuff like that. He's wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> and and the, the Dave Chappelle comic timing is yep. very present in his, in his role. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, so, like the scene with Little John uh, going against Robin and like over the river. Jeez. Uh, and the river is literally a a tiny, the tiniest of, of like like streams. I wouldn't even call it a stream. It's it's more like it's a like a foot wide. <laughs> yeah, and he he falls down. He's like, I can't get up. I'm <laughs> drowning. I'm drowning. It's like literally, it's just his. It's like he's lying down on his back. It's probably just like up to his shoulder blade, and that's it. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. I, when I look at this, I think it's fun to look at the the different ways that it pokes fun at Prince of Thieves in particular. Mm-hmm. My favorite of which is when he says that unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> because Kevin Costner cannot. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> in fact, I'm looking back at his career and I don't think I've ever seen him do an accent. Uh, no, he's always done an accent. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen him talk differently. He always uses the same... Southern American accent. Mildly Southern, yes. Yes. And it's such a dig and I love it. Yes. I mean the other ones of uh, bringing back more to England. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, I think he found the more. But that, um, having a blind servant. Yep. And the witch. Okay. All of those are... Who's being played by Tracy Ullman. I don't even know who that is. You know who Tracy Ullman is? 
So Tracy Ullman had a talk show early in, uh, and in her talk show actually was the origination of The Simpsons. Oh. So The Simpsons, it came off of the Tracy Ullman uh, talk show. It was like a short clips and then it became popular and so they they made The Simpsons into a a television show. Interesting. Back when they had the terrible animation. Yes, back when they had the terrible animation. (laughs) So I I don't remember how long the Tracy Ullman show was on, but I, I do remember that, you know, Tracy Ullman was the show that the Simpsons came off of. Okay. I, I'm looking her up on IMDb, and I actually, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the witch Latrine. Latrine, yes. So the witch's name is Latrine. We have Prince John. And at the very end, you have Patrick Stewart. Yes. Who is playing King Robert. No, not King um King Richard. King Richard. Uh, so Patrick Stewart, who's playing King Richard the Great, coming back from the crusade, he says, I now dub thee all lose will now be called John's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell he was having fun just oh, yeah. over rolling his R's and Yeah. Just St- having them in okay. They, Patrick they, Stewart. They, they originally wanted to get Sean Connery back to do that. Which role. would have been hilarious. Yes. But Patrick Stewart is a very British person. Mm-hmm. He does not use his traditional British accent. He, like, makes it ridiculous and cranks it to 11. Yes. And it's hilarious. Now, in the movie, we did say already prior that Mel Brooks played a rabbi. He (laughs) played the Friar Tuck character. So there was no Friar Tuck. It was the Rabbi Tuck. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I don't remember actually his name was Tuck or not. But anyways, he was a rabbi. And he was he was bringing wine uh-huh. <laughs> with them. So the sacramental wine. It was it was Rabbi Tuckman. Sorry. Thank you. Rabbi <laughs> Tuckman. And and he was like, I will like and they're like, Well, Rabbi, what do you you know, we can't drink this because it's sacramental wine. And it's like, Oh, shigana. We can sacrament <laughs> this, we can sacrament that, we can sacrament uh-huh. everything. Everything is in sacred. <laughs> drink it to Schmitzen. <laughs> Yeah, he uses a fair amount of Yiddish. And can can we talk about his little mini guillotine? <laughs> Just a little step. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that that is not a good way to circumcise people. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> But you just take it in, you drop it off, and it's a little step. Yeah. Nip the tip. <laughs> Nip the tip. Again, any Mel Brooks movie we're ever going to talk about on the show, we can never do it justice by going in chronological order. No. And we apologize for that immensely. Although, there is something I notice in this movie, that, and it makes me think about other Mel Brooks movies, and I don't know if it happened in Frankenstein, but the other three Mel Brooks movies I've seen, I know they do it. Breaking the Fourth Wall. Oh, he breaks it in, in So, the yeah. In, in this one, Robin Hood thinks he loses the competition, so he pulls out his script to read it. In Spaceballs, when they're when Dark Helmet and Lone Star are fighting, they accidentally kill one of the uh, boom mic holders. With... Oh no no! E- e- even better for the for Spaceballs is the video review area to find them on the desert. Planet, oh yeah, where where they're going through the video review and they're at the now. <laughs> We're at the now now. We, we passed that. We're at now. That yes. Although, I, I don't know, I kind of like the Blazing Saddles fourth wall break, where at the end they just drive off the lot. Yes. And into downtown L.A. And driving to the movie theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's that's quality. That's yeah. classic stuff. I uh, There's so much more to go into all of these movies. In fact, you see, we we're forgetting to add in the stuff about Spaceball is a couple of things. So, I didn't even mention the Star Trek actor in there. Which one? You don't know? Scott, I'm embarrassed for you. 
Who? Tim Russ. When they're combing the desert. Oh, he... The guy who is... <laughs> we ain't found... Yeah, 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 yeah. That is Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. Yes, but that was actually before Voyager came it out. It was, but it's I, still I was, I was actually thinking, trying to think of, you know, there was an original Star Trek character, uh, you know... Like oh, Spock no, it was Nemo somebody who didn't play a Star Trek character until 1994. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was originally like, what? No. Huh? Well... So I am sorry. He played a space ball with, so where they're combing the desert, and they're actually literally combing the desert. They have huge combs, and two yeah. people were combing. Where you have two white space ball guys doing with a regular comb, mm. and then and then you have these two black guys with a pick. <laughs> yeah, it it's just one of those things. Mel Brooks uses it to make fun of racism, and yeah, it's funny. It is. I dare you to watch these movies and not. I it, think it's impossible. These movies are hilarious. And it's something that you really should watch. You really should you should get. And when you're going to watch them, you're going to watch them with just having to enjoy the comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need is to enjoy right. the comedy. Because the one thing you have to know about Mel Brooks is that the movies are 100% ridiculous. They're funny. Like, don't don't think about physics. Don't think about logic. There, some some of his movies have musicals in them too. Yes. Yeah, Robin Hood, Men in Tights has musicals. Yep. We're men, manly men, men in tight, tight tights. Yeah. And that's where we're ending it right there. <laughs> mm. So now we've got some news. Just a small tidbit of news. Uh, there's there been a few um, trailers that came out. Yep. One of them I think we're both excited for. And then one of them I'm excited for and you just probably just don't care. But <laughs> you might, you might want to you have your kids watch it. Well... Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so the one that I think your kids would like is uh, Space Jam 2. There's a second trailer that just came out. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it shows a little more of the movie, shows a little more of the characters. Uh, I think it was, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a decent kids movie. Oh, yeah. Don't expect any great acting from LeBron James, but. Well, and, and let's face it, LeBron James is a poor substitute for Michael Jordan, but. He's that in both basketball and in the movie. That is correct. And we got to work with what we got, I guess. Exactly. But the second show, I think we're both going to enjoy. Uh, yeah. Masters of the Universe. See, I, I was never huge into He-Man, but this actually looks pretty cool. It does. And, and the trailer looks pretty good uh, from what I saw. Uh, animation seems to be uh, you know, on par with what's coming out nowadays. And I think Kevin Smith's going to do, do us some good justice. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing about Kevin Smith. He, he's into this material. This is not like somebody making this who doesn't have a passion for it. He's mm-hmm. he's a giant nerd about this stuff. Oh, no, exactly. In television news, we are getting a live action prequel to Ted. What? Why? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I mean, the, the whole point of Ted is the talking bear. I understand that. But he doesn't become a talking bear until Mark Wahlberg picks him up. I, or is this something going to happen differently? I don't, I don't. I saw the movie once. It, it was, I remember it being mildly amusing, but not something that I'm going to revisit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting a, a prequel. It's going to be on Peacock. So Peacock is getting stuff now. Yeah. Uh, and next we have, for those anime fans, we're going to get a live action Veroni Kenshin movie. Now Veroni Kenshin is, he's, he's a legendary mythological uh, figure in the Japanese uh, culture, otherwise known as Samurai X. Um, okay. and you know, there's two anime series out there. There's a short, uh, there's a short form anime series, uh, basically more sort of historical, 
uh, and that is Samurai X. And then there is a extremely long, and I say extremely long because I think it's like 40 or 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is called Roroni Kenshin. Uh, and that is has a lot more fantastical, uh, you know, items in there, you know, with he's not just fighting, you know, other samurais, but he's actually, or, or human figures, he's actually fighting demons. Right. I think this is going to go uh, follow along more the form of Samurai X than uh, the Roroni Kenshin story. But and nonetheless, it, it'll be nice to see a good Roroni Kenshin uh, live action movie. Yeah. Hey, I might even give this one a try. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be on Netflix. It'll be on yes, Netflix. It will. Uh, so now uh, we talked about a Blue Beetle movie that was going to be coming out. Yeah, we spoke about that, I think, a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Everything's been delayed, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, we're still getting it, but we are not going to see it in theaters. What's going to be? It's going to go straight to HBO Max. Understandable. I mean, it's a Warner Brother property, so yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's because of, like, they saw it and they thought it would be better on HBO Max or just because they don't want to put it in theaters. I don't know. But that's what's happening. And in final piece of news, James Gunn has uh, sent out a tweet saying that he's working on the storyboards right now for Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. So he's complete with Suicide Squad, and he's uh, working on Guardian, get, trying to get it ready for its release date. Yep. Um, and we should ha- be good with that. So hopefully everything will be all set uh, you know, for the release of Guardians 3 in May 5th, 2023. And we will have the Suicide Squad in August 6th of this year. I'm looking forward to that one. I think that's going to be pretty fun. And that has been the news. I have been your Geek Scott. And I have been your Geek Jason. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.